0: Welcome to In Our Community Podcast Season 2, where we talk about life, fitness, youth training, nutrition, and more. Recorded at Resurrection Movement Studio in Danville, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Coach Hitty, and sitting across from me is our lovely co-host, one and only, Coach Michelle. 9-11 stories. September 11, 2001. It's hard to believe that 20 years has passed since that tragic day. Today we'll never forget, and we wanted to share our stories with you all in an attempt to honor the fallen and remember that day. If you have a story of 9-11 you'd like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at rmsdanville at yahoo.com with the subject line, 9-11 stories. Thank you for listening as always, and please don't forget to subscribe to our show on iTunes. Let's get this started. It's been 20 years since Uh, 9-11, 9-11-2001. And since it's like 20 years since that event, I thought it might be a good idea to kind of reflect on it. And, um, you know, the, the one of the reasons I, why I wanted to do this is for us to heal, it's important to talk about what happened and where you were. And sometimes listening to other people's story, um, you know, it's helpful, mm-hmm. right? I don't know why, but it just is. Sure. So I kind of thought... Why not bring that as a topic for today's podcast and kind of reflect upon that day? Um, dudes? I actually don't know what your 9/11 story is. Ah, I mean, okay. Were you wait, let me you were We were in college.
1: <laughs> oh, I love you. <laughs> I was not in college. No. <laughs> no. All right, so
0: tell me tell me what's your 9/11 story.
1: Okay. So Ethan was 1 year old and I had taken the day off. My dad's birthday is um, unfortunately, September 11th. So I'd taken the day off. I was going to have the family over for dinner. We were going to have a birthday party for him. So I was at home with Ethan, who was just a baby. And um, yeah, I got a phone call that, that a plane hit one of the towers. And I thought you know, I mean, certainly terrorism wasn't the first thing in my mind. I just thought it was this like freak accident and unfortunate that somehow a plane was, you know having trouble and, and hit the towers. So that's where my brain was and, you know, because I was so busy that day it took me a little while to really kind of connect what was happening. So with having a new baby and then starting to to watch the news and see all of this happening, it was really, really scary. Uh, so I had to get out of the house. I couldn't keep watching it because as a mom, you know, our job is to protect. And it felt scary. It just, it felt like what's our future here? What's going to happen next? Uh, you didn't know how bad it was going to get. Uh, so I went to, and there was this little consignment shop in Elysburg. So I put Ethan in the car and we went over there. I didn't know where else to go or what to do. So we drove over there just to kind of kill time. And, uh, when I walked in the door, the owner said to me, it's getting closer. And that was like exactly when, uh, the plane went down in Shanksville. So I'll never really forget that. And I remember I, I, I walked around the shop and, and talked with her, but I couldn't focus because you just kept thinking, you know, those words just kept replaying in my head. It's getting closer to home. It's getting closer to home. So, mm. yeah. And then sort of a cute point from that day, we, my mom had gotten my dad his first cell phone. So the police, oh, wow. yeah, and was giving it to him that night at dinner for his birthday. So I charged it because my mom didn't know anything about cell phones. I charged <laughs> it up and wrapped it. And then I was going to call it from my home phone as he was opening it. But of course, all of the cell phone lines were down. Mm. So you couldn't get through it all. So that foiled our plans to give him his, <laughs> his uh, uh, cell phone. But yeah. So we we tried to make the most of it and still, you know, celebrate the birthday and, and that sort of thing, even though all of this was going on. I remember there was just kind of this cloud hanging over everything that night, though. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that's uh, very true.
1: Yeah. And honestly, I don't know your story either.
0: Well, I was in New York. You know, that's that's when I was in Scarsdale, New York. It's about 30 to 45 minutes outside of the city. Um. This is 2001, so I moved to New York when I in 2002 when I was 12. So I'm saying that because I didn't really speak English or understand English at that moment. Oh,
1: man, yeah.
0: So when this whole situation happened, I mean, it was a panic. I remember it was in the morning, mm-hmm. and I was in the ESL room. And, you know, the ESL teacher started panicking. I could tell she wasn't saying anything, but then she pulled out, you know, those, I don't think kids know this anymore but like the box tv on top of the cart they'll wheel it out and yes. they plug it in right and that's how the news comes on right so she'll turn on the tv and it's not even like good picture quality it's just like you know a little fuzzy um but then we were watching and we're like oh my gosh what's going on and then there's an announcement you know and you know when there's an announcement for the entire school it's usually not good or right. something urgent mm-hmm. right I didn't understand what was going on, but I could kind of tell that like it was upsetting to her. Turns out, my ESL teacher's husband was working in World Trade Center. Oh that day. no! And like you said, cell phones weren't like as common as it is today back then. Mm-hmm. I didn't have one. Uh, I don't know if she if she did or he did or anything like that. My parents, I think, had one, but they were also both in the city that day.
1: Oh my goodness! Okay. So
0: I. So uh, luckily, the ESL aide was Japanese. So she was kind of trying to explain to me what was going on and that we needed to get in touch with our parents because the school was going to dismiss early. So I went to a payphone. Right quarters, <laughs> kids today don't know the, the trouble with the payphone. We were actually <laughs> talking about it the other day. I said, "You guys don't know the pain of having have to find quarters when you're on the phone, and the phone tells you yes. you have 15 seconds left." Yes. <laughs> you know? Can
1: you imagine how we could survive? I know,
0: <laughs> but I, but then they also like nowadays it's like. How gross is payphone? Yeah, right? true, <laughs> very true. <laughs> <laughs> like you never think about it, but like they always smelled funky. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyways, but I called and I couldn't get a hold of them. Hold of them. I didn't know where they were. Um, I just knew that I think. So I was talking to my mom about it. I think, especially this year, I always get kind of like sentimental. A little like emotional 9-11 just because it was so close to where I was yeah. and I just remember it so vividly um, and also the events that led after it too because I felt like I was I wasn't in it but you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I was so close to the scene that it just felt so real. Right. I remember walking outside and just kind of like looking around like what what happened you know. Um, but I guess my mom called my friend's family, and that's where I ended up going for like the rest of the afternoon, um, because they weren't able to get home till late at night from the city, okay. so I couldn't get a hold of them. But I guess she somehow got in touch with my friend's family, so I ended up going there for a little while, um, and then you know I was 13, so I got you know my mom got my, my mom got home, then she came to get me. Um, but at the same time, it's like it's hard to comprehend because news is all in English. So then you were mm-hmm. trying to. I see the pictures, I see the images of the plane crashing into the building, and then it's falling apart. And our eyes are glued to the TV as this is happening, not really understanding what's happening. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it was just uh, it was a crazy day. Like I was worried for my parents too because I can get a hold of them. Right. So I. I didn't know, you know, like and I and my mom said that as soon as we got home, there was like 13 or 14 voicemails from Japan, you know, families worrying about because like they don't really have a concept of how close we are to the city. They just know that we're in New York. We're close to Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And so they were all worried. So there was like 14 or 15 voicemails that was on the machine. And uh, it was just nuts. So were,
1: were they close at all to the towers?
0: Uh, no, I don't. I mean, like, the city's pretty big, but everything's in close distance that, like, if you look, you can probably, you know, my mm-hmm. dad was able to see the smoke and all what's okay, going on in the yeah. building. Yeah. I'm not really sure where my mom was in the city. I know she was, like, out shopping or, like, with her friends or something like that. But... The thing is, like, everything stopped that day. Right. So all the trains and all this, That's why they couldn't get home quickly because everybody was trying to get out, but there was no means to get out mm-hmm. of the city.
1: And if you had a car, the lines were just yeah atrocious from what I understand.
0: Yeah. So, you know, the other part of this, though, is I remember how how much New York came together mm-hmm. days after it now i think it was a whole country feel too but because i was in new york i just felt the support and the closeness of the new yorkers coming together after that event right and even though i didn't understand so here's the thing about like this is why i believe in like such like energies and fields you know what i mean like when i didn't understand english all i could rely on was how i felt in that moment hmm because I couldn't communicate what I was feeling or what I was thinking. All I could know, all, all I knew was how I felt in those moments. And the days after that event, specifically 9-11, the feel and the energy were different. There was sadness, there was anger, but there was also this feel of unity. Right. That everybody was together. That I was like, wow, this is this is kind of awesome. I mean, it's tragic and mm-hmm. it's so sad that this event happened, but... The, the unity that I feel right now is incredible. I mean, as a kid, one of the most amazing thing were, thing at that moment was like the New York Mets fans and New York Yankees fans coming together and like hugging each other, embracing each other. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And I mean, like, you know, to a kid's eye, living in New York, like if you're a New Yorker, you know that like back then it was like a subway battle. Like mm-hmm. Mets and Yankees were both good. So, to me, that seemed incredible to me.
1: Okay, I didn't know that piece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I think 2001, 2000, somewhere along there was the last Subway Series World Series. Okay. I'll have to look it up. But anyhow, like, they are both good, and, and they were able to come together. I remember, like, vividly, just, like, everybody coming together. And that alone spoke so much volume to me because baseball was so evident in mm-hmm. my life. That it was so important in my life. Um. So, from that perspective, it's just, like, Without really fully getting the grasp and understanding of what was going on, seeing that was incredible.
1: Right. I see a lot of, uh, you know, posts and things like that, you know, about today and the turmoil. And it's like, let's go back to the way we were September 12th, where everybody was just pulling together. So, yeah. I, def- I do agree. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's, it's sad, right? Like, it's... Mm-hmm. It feels so divided, and I think more than anything else now, it just you miss that feel of unity and support and right. bracing each other and respecting each other and being there for each other like that kind of feels is what's kind of missing in today's world
1: right, if only we could carry that unity over you know when there's yeah. not tragedy
0: like it was so I think what's different about it, I think there's like smaller groups of people that do that with each other, mm-hmm. But there were no boundaries back then. There were no like, if you believe in this, I will embrace you. I will support you. It was literally like, I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. We have this thing in common that's called New Yorker, you know, that went through this tragedy. Like, we're here for each other. Right. I don't care. And I don't care anything else. Any, I don't care about anything else. If you're a New Yorker, we went through this, like, at least from my personal point of view. I'm not right, saying that right. that was only New York. But, uh-huh. um, you know, that feel of like, hey, I'm here for you. Like right, n- right now, I think there's small pockets of people that's like, "Hey, I'm here for you as long as you believe in this." Yes, yeah. That that conditional aspect mm-hmm. wasn't there. That's that's very
1: very. You know what true. I mean?
0: Like, and I feel like that's what's missing is like, no matter who they are, no matter where you come from, like, hey, I will brace you for who you are, where you are, what you stand for. I can respect that, mm-hmm. even if our opinions differ. Like, that's the aspect in today's world. I feel like that's missing.
1: Right. Right. Boy, as we're talking about this, you know, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't super prepared for this topic. And all of these memories are flooding back. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of remembering. So I'm the kind of person when I hear a, a story on the news or, or, you know, a big event, Suddenly, I, I wonder about the individuals. So, you know, like I, I think about all of those stories, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people and how they were all affected and, and you know, where they were and and what their individual story was. And one of the things I had forgotten about, um, you know, you said something and it re- reminded me of the pictures of the rubble days after that you would you would see that in the searches. One of the things I had forgotten about, though, until just now was the beeping, the beeping of the... Um, the uh, the law enforcement and you know mm. so that was like indicating that there was somebody in there like there they those alarms were going off I had forgotten about that until just this moment and now I can hear it you know when they were showing it on the news uh,
0: you know what's um to, now that you say this like now I'm, my memory is starting to come back too like one of the images that I come back to like when I think of nine eleven is George Bush at the site and making a speech and you know i don't want to get too political because i have zero political affiliation but i kind of miss the aspect of politics being in the background Mm -hmm. and the president being able to come on to try to unite the country Mm -hmm. everything just feels so tense and serious right and i miss that the leader of the country took on being a leader first as, and, and putting the political affiliations aside. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a that's a lost art, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's sad to see that that has shifted because how he managed the situation is still ingrained in me. Like, wow, like that's a leader really trying to bring the country together. And as the as citizens of this country or as people living in this country, we followed his lead. hmm I didn't know what, you know, political parties. I was too un- too young to understand that whole concept. Right, right. You know what I mean? I just knew that like, okay, like this is the leader and 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 he's he's doing a great job. Is just all I knew as a kid. Right. You know what I mean? And then I feel like that's not the case anymore. And that's that's sad.
1: Yes. Not not to bring this this negative feel on on things, but I was talking to Star, one of our coaches, the other day, and and she mentioned, uh, and I don't know if she heard this in a broadcast or whatever, but you know, 20 years ago we had people on a plane who sacrificed themselves to save the Capitol building, the the plane that was headed toward the Capitol, and now 20 years later, our own people are storming the Capitol, and and. Terrorizing it themselves, uh, you know, and that was really, uh, you know, that was kind of an eye opener. How, you know, that that plane, there, the absolute heroes who, you know, sacrificed themselves so that the plane didn't hit and and kill many, many, many more people, and you know, trying to to save everyone else. So, yeah, lots of lots of uh, lots of heroes in that story, and we should really, you know, try to adopt some of that
0: right it's like back into
1: our life now
0: i agree like when you look back at the history it makes you realize like wow like what happened
1: mm-hmm. you know yeah
0: it's and we have so much work to do i feel like to get back to the feel that we had leading up you know leading after the day of the tragedy of 9 11. Mm-hmm. and it shouldn't take a tragedy for us to get back to that right You know what i mean like it's we need to like as individuals of human being and individual human beings we Mm -hmm. need to strive to want to get there and do our job in putting our differences aside and you trying to unite and trying to attempt to find that middle ground whereas i feel like nowadays the gaps no matter what topic no matter what subject the gap keeps getting wider and, wider and wider and wider and wider. And each group gets more isolated and there is no uniting. Right. And it is so hard to k- try to communicate that, Hey, I stand in the middle, mm-hmm. you know, where the gap is and I want to close the gap. Um, we I need s- to close the gap. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly feel that as like, I tried to lead a business from a neutral standpoint. Mm hmm which is hard to do very hard hard to do Mm -hmm. but it's all in the messaging and it's all in the communication and sometimes it's so easily misunderstood or misinterpreted so i don't know i think i just wish everybody had the um you know everybody can be on the same page in terms of like hey let's find that middle ground
1: right let's all work together here let's 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 make this better Yeah.
0: yeah oh i think that's a good end to the podcast today wow that really like deep.
1: flew i feel like we're still in the intro that well, went we're, really
0: fast well a little shorter on time than today but <laughs> i feel like that was that was a pretty good yeah you know short and sweet mm-hmm. segment remembering 9-11 so right you know 20 years has passed wow, I'm and old. i'm sure every year <laughs> well you know speaking of old some of the kids that we work with now they weren't even born right i was talking to my interns this year and they weren't here right you know and they so they don't know what that day was like
1: right exactly they've heard stories yeah. they learn about it a little bit in school but yeah they just they won't know what it's like to have listened to those broadcasts or to hear the stories yeah. of that to to kind of feel that fear and then repa- and i remember it was years until i would fly again and when i did there was still a little mm-hmm. fear because now i'm flying with 3 kids mm-hmm. and and it's hard to not have that in the back of your mind and how the world changed from that day.
0: Mm-hmm. But you know what's interesting now that I think about it? I mean, there was some blame on, like, why did this happen or trying to look into that? But what I remember personally is the fact that the country came together. Mm-hmm. It was a united factor. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, when a tragedy struck, sure, there were turmoils that came from it. But what I remember is, how great it was that it brought the country together, especially in New York. Like, it brought everyone together. Mm-hmm. And I wish that we can focus more energy on that when bad things happen or when, you know, uncomfortable situations happen, that, like, there's always heroes. There's always people that's trying to do the right thing. There's always people that's trying to bring people together. Yes. In midst of chaos. And we need to find those people, and we need to unite under those leadership. Mm-hmm so yes amen to that
1: yes (laughs) you (laughs) took the words right out of my mouth (laughs) so
0: all right well thank you for listening as always and we'll be back next week bye everyone